You're listening to Cultivate Curiosity, a podcast that inspires the next generation to stay curious. Cultivate Curiosity is brought to you by the Emerald Coast Science Center, a nonprofit interactive science museum and STEAM educational facility in Fort Long Beach, Florida. This podcast is perfect for anyone curious about the world we live in because you never know what we'll talk about next. Hey, this is Diane. I'm the director at the Emerald Coast Science Center. Hi, this is JC. I'm the social media coordinator at the Science Center. And hi, I'm Harley. I'm an educator and the community affairs coordinator here at the Science Center as well. Today's topic is Black History Month. Um, Specifically, we're going to be talking about black scientists and black people that are in the STEM field. So we've got a couple of animals here. Again, we're going back to our animals. We've got a couple animals here that we have named after black scientists. Um, And then also just some interesting facts that we would also like to mention because it is Black History Month. So to start us off with, I'd like to mention one female black scientist. Her name is Kismikia Corbett. She is who we named our yellow-bellied ball python after. Kismikia is an American viral immunologist, an assistant professor of immunology and infectious disease at Harvard Chan School of Public Health, and the Schutzer Assistant Professor at the Harvard Radcliffe Institute. She earned a PhD in microbiology and immunology from the University of North Carolina at Chapel Hill in 2014. She was appointed to the Vaccine Research Center in 2014, and she was a postdoctoral scientist of the COVID-19 team. Her research efforts aimed at the COVID-19 vaccines, um, and in February 2021, she was highlighted in the Times Time 100 Next list under the category of Innovators. She was also part of the National Institute of Health team who helped solve the chirogenic electron microscopy (laughs) structure of the SARS-CoV-2 spike protein. And her prior research suggested that messenger RNA encoding S protein could be used to excite the immune response to produce protective antibodies against the COVID-19. So basically, she was super duper important to help us get that COVID-19 vaccine, which we all love dearly. (laughs) And I'd like to tell you a little bit about Ayanna Elizabeth Johnson. She's who our Savannah Monitor is named after. And if you listen to our last podcast, you know Ayanna and I, we're road buddies. (laughs) We're traveling buddies. So she is a marine biologist, a policy expert, and a conservation strategist. She's the founder and president of Ocean Collective, a consulting firm that helps find ocean conservation solutions that are grounded in social justice. She's also the founder of the Urban Ocean Lab, a think tank for climate change and ocean conservation policy in coastal cities. Ayana is a adjunct professor at New York University in the Department of Environmental Studies and previously worked for the U.S. Environmental Protection Agency, the National Oceanic and Atmospheric Administration. And she's earned a PhD in marine biology from Scripps Institution of Oceanography in 2011. Her research focused on understanding multidisciplinary sustainable management approaches for coral reef resources. And we all know how important that is because as water temperatures rise, that has a adverse effect on coral reefs. So we want to make sure that we are all paying attention to that as well. And I'm going to talk about Tierra Fletcher. Fletcher, one of our crested geckos, is named after her. So Tierra is an American engineer who graduated and works for Boeing now. In June 2015 through June 2016, she was a systems engineering intern at Boeing where she helped design, test, and collaborate with other professionals on Boeing products while she was a student at MIT. The following year, from June 2016 to June 2017, she was a design engineer and stress analyst intern at Boeing, where she helped with the design process and analysis of the Space Launch System for NASA. 
She received her Bachelor of Science in Aerospace Engineering degree in June of 2017 from MIT with a GPA of 5.0, which is perfect plus extra credit. That's crazy to get that. <laughs> so after graduating, she took up a position at Boeing as a structural analysis engineer. And she is one of the lead designers and structural analysts building the space launch system for NASA, which is set to send people to Mars. So that's pretty cool. Mm -hmm. She also got this 5.0 GPA at MIT. Yeah. Yeah. That when I saw that, I was like, <laughs> that's crazy. <laughs> and she's kind of, I think, about the same age as me right now. So she's very young, too. Wow. Mm -hmm. And then I'll talk about Ruth Ella Moore as well. Ella, one of her hedgehogs, is named after her. So Ruth was an American bacteriologist and microbiologist who, in 1933, became the first black woman to be awarded a PhD in a natural science. She received it from Ohio State University in bacteriology. She was a professor of bacteriology at Howard University. A decade later, she was installed as the head of the Department of Bacteriology, which she renamed to the Department of Microbiology. During that period, she was promoted to Associate Professor of Microbiology. She published her research on tuberculosis, immunology, dental caries or cavities, the response of gut microorganisms to antibiotics, and the blood types of Black Americans. She also gained recognition as a fashion designer, and her passion for fashion design was evident throughout her life. She loved elegant, classic styles of clothing and designed and constructed her own garments for most occasions. Okay, and I'm going to tell you about one of my favorite science communicators, who's actually a scientist, but does a really good job of explaining science in terms that lay people can understand or non-scientists can understand. And that, of course, is Neil deGrasse Tyson. He's an American astrophysicist, author, and science communicator. He earned a PhD degree in astrophysics in 1991 at Columbia University. His research has focused on observations in cosmology, stellar evolution, galactic astronomy, and stellar formation. He has held numerous positions at institutions including the University of Maryland, Princeton University, and the American Museum of Natural History and the Hayden Planetarium. He also has many honorary doctorate degrees. Too many to list here, <laughs> but he has appeared in a variety of shows and documentaries including Cosmos, Possible Worlds in 2020, and Star Talk, which is started in 2015 and is currently still happening. And I think that one of the great things is he has written several books and they are very readable, they're very relatable, and they kind of go into some of the great funny stories of like how science happens. So it's a lot of science history and that's one of the things that I love to really dig into is science history. And he's just an all-around very genuine person. Um, and you will see him in a lot of television interviews where they need a, a go-to person to explain explain some sort of scientific technology or something like that. And he's probably one of those, those go-to people. So very, very active science communicator. And he does a really good job of communicating the really hard concepts mm -hmm. at like a nice level for a lot of people to mm -hmm. understand, not just like I've seen him on TikTok people. too. So it's yeah. like he has to be good if he's on TikTok <laughs> talking to the Gen Z, you know? <laughs> Another person we would like to talk about is Mae Jemison. Mae is an American engineer, physician, and former NASA astronaut. She graduated from Stanford University with degrees in chemical engineering, as well as African and African American studies. She was a doctor for the Peace Corps in Liberia and Sierra Leone from 1983 until 1985, and worked as a general practitioner. She became the first black woman to travel in space when she served as a mission specialist 
enlist aboard the Space Shuttle Endeavor in 1992. She left NASA in 1993 and founded a technology research company. She later formed a nonprofit educational foundation and through the foundation is the principal of the 100-year Starship Project funded by DARPA. She was written several books for children, holds several honorary doctorates, and has been inducted into the National Women's Hall of Fame and the International Space Hall of Fame. She also is somebody that we did one of our gems programs on. Our gems program is Girls Empowered with Math and Science, where we talk about a different female scientist each month at the Fort Walton Beach Library. And back in November of 2021, the month we did was on Mae Jemison and we did some like chemistry activities where we did like cabbage juice pH indicators and then we also built some like rockets with the kids so a little bit of both to kind of honor Mae Jemison so that was super fun. And it's perfect because she was a role model for the next scientist that we're going to talk about, and that's Clarice Phelps. And we first were introduced to her, I guess it was on Instagram uh, about a week or so ago, there was a post about the black American scientist that was getting her name associated with the periodic table in element 117. And I am a huge periodic table nerd. I mean, I we're going to do a whole podcast on the periodic table. It's going to be <laughs> such fun. I absolutely adore the periodic table. So I was super excited when I saw that. And I, of course, immediately shared it with JC and Harley. I'm like, mm-hmm. this one, we need to talk about her. Yes. <laughs> There's a great article on CNN. They're doing a series on Black History Month as well and they happen to do an article on her. I think one of the things that we think about we know that women are underrepresented in the STEM careers so like about 27% of people in STEM careers are female but only 2% of people in STEM careers are black females. So if you can imagine how small that number is. In the article by CNN, she talks about how unusual it was for her to be in these laboratories with all of these men and even mentioned that at one point in time, somebody thought she was a janitor and asked her to take the trash out. Mm -hmm. So I can't imagine how that would feel. Mm -hmm. Um, And it's so great that now she's like, hey, you know what? I'm working on element 117. (laughs) How many people in the whole entire world can say, you know, my name is going to be associated with... With an element. An element, the production (laughs) of this element. So she is an American nuclear chemist researching the processing of radioactive transuranic elements at the U.S. Department of Energy's Oak Ridge National Laboratory. And she was part of their team that collaborated with the Joint Institute for Nuclear Research to discover Tennessean, the 117th element. The International Union of Pure and Applied Chemistry recognizes her as the first African-American woman to be involved with the discovery of a chemical element. So she is a rock star. Mm-hmm. In the article in CNN, they talk about she grew up, she had th- two sisters and a single mom, and that she also played the violin. And so she had like a violin that she had bought from a, a pawn shop is what she played on. And one of her violin te- music teachers made fun of her for having such a, you know, not a great violin. Mm-hmm. And she was like, okay, that's it. And so she's like, she practiced the violin and played the violin and made it into like the youth symphony because she Mm -hmm. was like, I am not going to let that person define who I am based on the musical instrument that I have. Mm -hmm. And I think that that is incredible because I think a lot of times people that will, will have somebody say something negative to them like that. And then they'll just, they'll just give up. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Instead of letting it empower you to show them. And she was like, no, this is not who I am. This Mm -hmm. is maybe who I am right now, but it's not who I'm going to be. Mm -hmm. And so she really took that and turned that around. So great role model. Absolutely wonderful. 
In addition to some of the cool scientists that we just mentioned, there are also tons of black scientists and inventors that haven't invented things that you may not have known were invented by black people. So one of those things is the home security system. We all like to be safe. So before the modern home security system was made available in our homes, the first home security system was co-invented by an American inventor, Mary Van Britton Brown, in 1966. With the help of her husband, they developed the first closed circuit television security system that used a camera to survey any potentially unwanted guest due to the rising crime rates in their neighborhood. In addition to the monitor, they also added a microphone to quickly speak to anyone at their front door without opening it, and a button that could contact the police in case of an emergency. Another thing that was pretty cool that was invented is the laser Faco probe. This was invented by Dr. Patricia Bath. She was also the first black woman to complete a residency in ophthalmology in 1973. And ophthalmology is a surgical subspecialty within medicine that deals with the diagnosis and treatment of specific eye disorders. So this specific device harnesses the power of laser technology and offers a less painful but more precise treatment for patients with cataracts. With this invention, Dr. Bath was able to restore the sight of individuals who had blindness, even those who have been blind for years. Another cool invention was the automatic elevator doors. <laughs> um, this is invented by Alexander Miles. Before, elevator doors as well as the shaft would have to be shut manually before riding. However, if one forgets to close either one of them, before riding the elevator, they were at risk of falling down the elevator shaft. So to prevent those unfortunate accidents, Alexander Miles invented those automatic elevator doors, which are used in today's modern elevators. Also another mention, blood banks. This was invented by Charles Richard Drew, and at the beginning of World War II, he was at the forefront of blood banks that helped save millions of soldiers' lives. So important. Awesome. Black inventors and their inventions have made remarkable impacts on society, and thanks to their skills and contributions, they've made our life that much more convenient. So Harley, you were going to talk about a periodic table that you found. Yes. So I'm a part of a couple of different Facebook groups, and one of them is the National Chemistry Teachers, just to see what other teachers around our nation are doing. And Cheryl Zubrick, just some lady that is also on the page, felt like it was important to shout her out because she made this presentation. She created a PowerPoint, and it was the periodic table of black Americans in STEM. And so within that PowerPoint, she you can look at just a list of different black Americans in STEM that she had. And a lot of other teachers shared that they had printed it out and had their kids place them in order of how Cheryl Zubrick had made the PowerPoint. So it was just a super cool idea that I had never really seen a teacher do before. And associate that with the periodic table is just that much cooler. Mm -hmm. And we will link that link yeah at, in the mm -hmm. description so you guys can see that and view it because that's really cool and if you guys are interested in learning about more black scientists or inventors we do have our blog for this month on our website that you guys can see there's a couple there we'll also be posting those scientists on our facebook as well and then if you want to scroll back a little bit on our instagram and view our curiosity live videos from last february we did discuss black inventors then as well and then you can also visit our museum. We have things all over the place that talk about black scientists and inventors. Um, we have some close to the front desk in the bathrooms as well. So. so, And NASA also has a series on Black History Month. So you just go to nasa.gov and you'll find it right there. And they talk about all the different scientists that have worked at NASA and the inventions and contributions they have made over the years as well. Mm -hmm. 
And we will be naming our two new guinea pigs, which we haven't talked about yet, <laughs> after two male black scientists. We don't know the names yet, but if you have any ideas, you can let us know on Facebook, Instagram, or even just email us. Yeah. I think that's all for today. We'll see you guys in two weeks. Bye. Thanks for listening to this week's episode of Cultivate Curiosity. If you have any questions, feel free to email us at socialmedia at ecscience.org. Tune in for our next episode in two weeks.